0: ASMR. asmr asmr welcome to our whisper podcast yeah. oh whisper yeah, whisper, whisper. I, whisper. Do. I, do, do. I mean people who yeah, do that like... people i've literally seen people on youtube who just like scratch their armpits for 20 minutes and they got like 100 subs.
1: Mm. On it's a master turn on for some people i don't know why
0: <laughs> not like well, you said... you're a
1: you're a very sexually prudent and privileged shall spider. we uh, start scratching i am i took the uh I'm as heterosexual as it gets, by the way. I took the How Gay Are You test, and I was actually the bottom right corner of straight. So
2: That
0: is the ultimate sign of being secure in your heterosexuality, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's really. It's, it's interesting. No, it yeah, me. you took a test, a test, mate. You took a test and you tell me <laughs> <it away. That's laughs> how straight you are. I'm a family That's man. very man. assured in your sexuality. You no, test, good, it. And you turned out that you weren't gay at all. Can we, Not remotely um... so Can far
1: we... the other way. Yeah, absolutely.
2: (laughs) Welcome back. This is Political Dregs. It's been a while. Happy to be back. I'm Calvin. With me is Joel, Hamish, and Amir. How are you doing, guys? Hi. Hi.
0: Good, everyone. Hi. Very good to be here.
3: Nice to be here. So two days ago, uh, Saturday, the 29th of February, uh, Sir Philip Rutnam, who is or was the Permanent Secretary to the Home Office, 33-year distinguished career as a civil servant, Harvard graduate, he resigned. He he resigned with a very long statement. Uh, He came out to the press and he said that his position as... Permanent Secretary of the Home Office was untenable, he could no longer continue, and why? Because of a 10-day vicious and orchestrated briefing campaign. So basically, he believes that there was a campaign to bully him out of office and that it was suggested that he was leaking media reports when, in fact, he wasn't. He, uh, yeah, he, he was Well, we don't know. He was talking about shouting, swearing, belittling people unreasonable and repeated demands and he talked about a creation of fear in the office and then he he was uh he suggested that pointless patel or as some may call it pretty patel uh was the orchestrator of what was happening and then there was a meeting that was suggested by the cabinet office to resolve the situation between him and uh Witless patel and um she just blanked him she just did not engage even though the cabinet office was trying to resolve the situation she did not engage and he resigned he resigned and now he's pursuing constructive dismissal he did suggest that they wanted to make a financial s- settlement which he in my opinion rightly so rejected and this is it this is this is all guns are blazing He's out, he's no longer a civil servant, and he did this, in his words, to protect all of his colleagues, the 33, 35,000 other civil servants who came under her domain. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that she is way out of her league. That's pretty much what I think. I think she's way out of her league. She's been over-promoted too quickly, too soon, and she should not be Home Secretary not because she couldn't be Home Secretary in the future, but I just think she doesn't have the experience of, of high office, of high government. And actually, if you want to blame any, anyone, I wouldn't necessarily blame her because we know what she's like. Um, if you go back to 2011 and question time when she was trying to argue about the death penalty and how it was okay, I mean, her, her arguments were completely messed up. I just think she's just way over in over her head, and if you want to blame anyone, you have to really blame Boris Johnson. Uh, quite simply, she has over he has over promoted people, yes, people into positions of high office, who would unquestionably support him in his quest to dominate the government and to do whatever he wants. And I really think if we reflect on everything that's happened in the past and how these people, like Priti Patel, Dominic Raab, and co have been promoted so quickly and how key figures in previous governments you know like Jeremy Hunt or like Philip Hammond have been kind of sidelined I, I, I do feel that this is an orchestrated plan by Boris Johnson and co to to make this situation happen and now what you're having is a little bit of pushback from long-standing, highly respected, you know, he was he, was, he had a knight, he, he was a knight, he was a knight Yeah, but was him, every, you know? I
0: mean, come on, every permanent is a knight. This is just an HR squabble, isn't it? it, it there's, a, there's a new secretary of state uh, and it, they, there's a personality clash that's what it is, isn't there? Wider significance to this, isn't there?
1: Well I, th- I think there is, there's some oh. interesting points uh, around this um, I have encountered many Tory MPs uh, in my political career, and some of them are actually very nice um, Teresa Villiers, uh, James Cleverley, um Karen uh, Karen Bradley um, so there, there are there are nice nice MPs around um, I would not put Priti Patel in that category though based on my personal interactions with her. There is certainly uh, a large amount of uh, empathy missing in terms of my encounters with her I would say. And so I do not am not remotely surprised at what has happened here. Um, I do, however, think that Sir Philip is also um, rather disingenuous as well. That he has had a long track record of failure as a civil servant, so and and he's been consistently promoted. So I do think that um, this reminds me a bit of, of one of those uh, Larry David curb your enthusiasm situations where. Uh, a scenario is set up where both sides are sort of half to blame and quite extreme and that's sort of a commentary on the time so I think uh, that's what's happening here. Um, Pretty is certainly not the nicest individual to, to encounter. She's uh, got a manner which is very off-putting so I can understand how that could have affected her relationship with uh, Sir Philip. However Sir Philip also seems to represent that sort of negative cannot do attitude in the civil service and certainly in the home office that does need reform. So I think reform was needed in the civil service. Uh, perhaps she's the lightning rod to to create that reform, uh, but I do not think that she will be Home Secretary in the next within the next couple of years, and certainly not leading into the general election. Uh, Boris doesn't really need her by the next general election. So I think this is actually quite useful for Boris to get a lot of this uh, uh, creative tension, if you like, out of the way now. What a load of rubbish!
2: <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh
1: i think it's, 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 it's is it? all of it, isn't it?
2: No. it's a messy well, situation
1: did you, did you get it a... sorry capital? have you have you had better uh better experiences with uh with Mrs. Patel? whether
2: i like her personally or not doesn't matter i think she's a competent minister she's been a minister since 2014 <sighs> 2015 to say she's no experience is is, is a
1: lie but she, uh, she was sacked as a minister wasn't she for uh, conspiring with the uh, having meetings party. in Israel, who gives well, a shit? um, with the Lakud party of Israel I think is
2: the disgrace here is Sir Philip saying, Oh, I haven't been um talking with the media behind the the officer's back, and then assume and then he makes a, a media statement. He who is res- what civil servant resigns with a press briefing, a, a briefing against the minister as well? That's disgusting He was
3: he was permanent secretary to the Home Office, he was the highest. Yes, uh, exactly. It was completely yeah.
2: inappropriate for him yeah. to do that. It's and He should, lo- he should lose his knighthood statement. because yeah. of it. It was, a, it was an attention-seeking briefing against a minister because he didn't want to follow her orders. And he says she bullied him. She didn't bully him. She made him do stuff that he didn't want her to do. This is a minister who's actually trying to cut uh, net migration figures uh, for the first time in a long, long time. And the, the Home Office don't want to see that happen. The Foreign Office don't want to see that happen. These, not the civil service doesn't want to see that happen. So they'll fight back, they'll fight against it. And it's a typical yes I mean, minister how, situation. How do you I mean
3: how do you answer the accusations of shouting, swearing belittling, belittling
2: people, you know, unreasonable and repeated demands. I mean, making demands of the civil service to actually do their job. It's outrageous. What I will say is I think this is actually, and it's a lot of people on the left who are coming out against Preeta Patel. And I think there's a lot of racism. There's a lot of sexism involved. People think she's the wrong type of Asian. People think she's she's not actually BME enough uh, to be in this position. It's actually It's really really disgusting seeing some of this stuff coming out on social media people really dislike her for all the wrong reasons I
1: don't think it's thing, Calvin. for mm. you to start talking to start throwing accusations of racism around is, is a little bit unfortunate for you as well because that's why is it unfortunate really not you? what you like yeah. because you don't like it when other when it's used by the left you know often um when they when they complain and say things are racist you you don't like that so i really don't think that this is a racist thing against pretty it's, it's to do with her character and her personality but it's That's not great, since she the, like... the
2: moment she got promoted to the to the office, people have been saying, "Oh, she's the wrong type of uh, Asian. She's not the kind of Asian we want. We want more people who represent us. She's not one of them." It's been it's been quite explicit. So it's not implied racism. It's not the bullshit that the left make up. It is actually going on.
0: I think a lot of this has been slightly blown out of proportion, right? and I'm not convinced that there's anything more at the root of this than a personality disputed department. I don't think that Sir Philip Rotham particularly wanted to implement the policies of the government, and I think that really gets to the crux of the problem. I think we don't have a political or politicised civil service. That maybe well, we do, thing. but we shouldn't. Well, we yes, you don't. We don't have party appointees. Should say, but clearly Brexit has been such a culture shift that a lot of civil servants have taken the taken a quite a partisan view. That's unfortunate because we can have a lot of benefit. We can get a lot of benefit out of an independent, depoliticised civil service. But I don't agree with Amir that this goes to some sort of wider issue. I think it's an unfortunate personality.
3: And why the bullying issue in the Conservative Party? You don't agree with that, um, Hamish? I I would have thought that you would be the first person to have your hands up. You know, like, I mean, bullying in the Conservatives isn't uncommon. It happens throughout the ranks. And here you have a person who has potentially utilised the ineffectiveness of the Conservative Party in stamping out bullying to uh, to push her agenda. Now, well, you're you're well, talking well, to well. us about her. Sir Philip,
0: uh, Sir Philip the, the permanent secretary of the Home Office, is not, thankfully for him, uh, pr- uh, covered by the Conservative Party's procedures um, in so far as they exist on these issues i am glad to see that the civil service is taking a renewed look at its sort of hr functions especially in relation to special advisors and i did think that some of the stuff that was coming out of dominic cummings around the reshuffle was pretty appalling whether or not there is a problem with bullying in the Conservative party, is a slightly different matter. I would say, but it's suggest. a
3: it's a cultural problem. I mean, this is these are people who are surrounded by it, who are accustomed to it, and therefore, when they are elevated in their positions of greatness in government, um, then maybe they think that this is the way to propagate their agenda. You that may be yet. true. It's that separate. may be true.
0: And I do think that there is a slightly unpleasant sort of underlying culture war in a lot of this which uh, is coming by some of them uh, from some of the more strident uh, burn the world Cummins fanboys which is you know that the civil service represents the old world and let's drain the swamp burn it to the ground uh, in in pursuit of our sort of ideological purity as a as a Tory I'm sort of hesitant to to enjoy that kind of approach because I do have a certain fondness for the old institutions of this country. But it's not so about turning down Hamish,
2: it's about restoring them to their former glory or their form of value it, because the tony don't forget tony blair politicized the civil service quite dramatically mm-hmm. before that it wasn't in the state that it is now it's not about getting rid of the civil service it's about returning it to how it should be i think that's what's coming. stance is that's what my stance is anyway yes blair, and,
0: one of the, and one of the things that the conservative party have done, done really badly in the past 10 years is promote their sort of people into um public roles and into quangos into public positions you still have the old new labor types and Blairites still filling up all these positions and the Conservative Party has been shockingly bad at filling those public appointments. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I I think uh, there is definitely a need for some reform of the the Home Office. It was declared not fit for purpose by John Reid back in 2006. There's been an issue for a long time around its effectiveness and I've been saying for a long time, you know, we, we have this 80-seat Tory majority, fantastic. We have the most right-wing Home Secretary pretty since Michael Howard, fantastic in, 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 in itself. But let's see the results uh, and let's see what she delivers. And as I said, we, we are already, that's a pretty extraordinary step for this, uh, this chap Sir Philip underperforming, as he may have been, to, to have done this. And he's given mm-hmm. up the chance of, of financial settlement, he's given up the chance of Got a gold-plated civil service pension I, I assume so this is pretty extreme stuff and i, I just think it's that the, the character of of mrs patel um would always have created this kind of uh this kind of uh, explosion if you like and uh, perhaps it's it's deliberate from boris as i said i think i think she would be a very useful lightning rod for him uh, in these in this early part of this of the johnson administration to see just what kind of reforms can be achieved um, by by knocking some heads together, and that's that's clearly what she's doing. Um, and I think you know the, the bullying stuff. We really don't know about that. The only thing I know is is my own personal experience. She hasn't bullied me, I will say that. But she, <laughs> she uh, you know the, the, the way that she interacts with people uh, compared to other MPs who, who I've experienced um, is is certainly suboptimal. And and I and it's it does not surprise me that this uh, that this uh, situation has emerged i think you make a good point
0: about uh potentially how she manages people i wonder whether there is a more sort of a, a wider point about the sort of people who end up in parliament and therefore end up in ministerial roles where effectively what they have to do is manage a great number of people to implement particular policy objectives we don't have MPs who have experience running businesses or running teams of people, groups of people. We have now a political class that has graduated through being involved in student politics, being involved hanging around Westminster in pubs and clubs and mm-hmm. being consultants and advisors, not actually achieving anything in the public or the private sector now in the old days you used to have barristers who were probably the worst people in terms of working within a team but at least they had a bit of experience of the wider world we don't have those people who have looked you know who've been able to deliver objectives and work within groups of people and and and, um, get outcomes what we have is a is a slightly sort of slavishly um, Sort of political, sort of you know, greasy pole obsessed type of person who's never run run so much as their own bar, and and that may be something which is beginning to bear its fruit by having ministers who can't deal with you know running their departments. No, Hamish, um, I've I've seen I've seen her in person a few times at,
3: at the Conservative conferences. Um her manner and her demeanour is always uh difficult to engage with. And you know, you're promoting someone to basically one of the top representatives of the government. Um, you know, maybe maybe I'm Joel not sure I've promoted right. maybe... her to anything
0: actually, but go on Sorry? I'm not sure I've promoted her to anything, but go on.
3: Well, you're not doing it, but I mean it has been done and maybe Joel has a point. Maybe it is a lightning rod, maybe there is a another agenda we know how commons cummings is kind of like a, a bit kind of conspiracy serial i don't know i mean he he does plan ahead and maybe th- maybe this is part of his plan who knows i mean it's certainly not Boris's plan but the fact of the matter is this is a person long established career whether it is right or wrong or not for him to come out publicly who knows okay probably was wrong uh, maybe you should have taken a settlement. Who knows? We don't really know because we're not down that path. But the reality is this creation of fear in the civil servant serv- civil service is uncalled for. It's not what we want. It's not what we need. It's not what this country voted for at the last general election. And to be honest with you, I think that this is going to bring uh, this is going to make our country worse, not better. Fear is never a good thing. And I don't understand why you guys are so okay with it to exist and to appear all of a sudden as a result of these people coming into power. Well, I think that's slightly overblowing. Well, he said it. He said the creation of fear. I didn't say it. He said he
0: may be slightly overblowing uh the issue. Now I why don't... did he resign? I think because he had a personality and a political clash with the Secretary of State. And also uh It was a dispute that obviously got out of hand and got into the media, and his position became untenable when Number 10 refused to uh, publicly support him. The rights and wrongs of that um, can be debated. I agree with you insofar as I do not think that the best way of managing people is to hector and shout at them. I don't think that gets the right results. I do think that there is a strain in the civil service that thinks that Brexiteers are stupid and that Pretty Patel, you know, is sort of thick idiot who doesn't know what she's doing and is appeas- you know, is, is trying to appeal to, you know, the sort of low information voters who don't know what's best for them. And that needs to be stamped out. Civil service need to understand that they are there to implement the political directives of the administration of the day. And it's, also their to, jo-
3: it's also their job to correct. It's also their job to advise, especially when someone is out of their depth, clearly out of their depth. I mean,
0: well, has been out of their depth the job, the whole career. It is not their job to undermine. You can no. certainly say, you can certainly say, well, actually, the best way of achieving that is a different way. But clearly, you know, that the Home Office has, uh, and the wider civil service has got an aversion to the, the political priorities of this government. And that is bad news. That's bad news for us, by the way, uh, as voters and as, as people in this country, because we don't get to elect them. We don't get to get rid of them. We've just had a whole Brexit process, which a lot of the issues. Yeah, a lot of what was at stake was about who governs us. You know, we do not want to replace one elected, elected bureaucracy with another. I don't think that uh, it, fundamentally this goes to anything wider than a, than, a, than a personality
1: dispute. And there's nothing that you said which actually convinces me that, that that's the case. Well, it's going to be a quite a high-profile personality dispute when the court case comes that's along. True. And I predict that she will not uh, survive that court case. That will be my next dregs prediction. I don't. I, don't, I agree. Is. I agree with Joel. I this is an orchestrated
2: takedown of a of a minister. That's, it exactly, be, by Civil it That's exactly what this is.
3: But I mean, is it what she deserved? I mean, no. she. I mean, you, no, it's not. What it's not what she deserved. I mean, she could have responded to his messages. She, she could have. She That's could have cool. engaged with a cabinet office meeting that was organised
0: by Ten Downing Street. She didn't. She ignored it. You know, interestingly, as, uh, and I know you, you guys don't like it when I talk about law, mm. but he's probably got quite a good constructive dismissal case because constructive dismissal, essentially, without getting into any sort of detail, is not when someone sacks you directly, but makes it impossible for you to continue Work. your job.
3: Well, you know, I did resign in a former life and I constructively dismissed myself.
0: Well, that's not a thing. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> And well, it is, it happened. Well, uh, constructive dismissal, uh, Yeah. to take a ridiculous example, is, is to put a gun to your head and tell you and say, you've got to leave, or we'll trigger. So you sort of, you say, oh, I'm resigning, but actually your situation is untenable. He probably has a pretty good case for constructive dismissal. And I don't think that it's appropriate for these issues to be litigated uh, in, in the press and through briefings. And I think both sides, are at fault in that respect and frankly if the government and if the, the you know, number 10 sees that employment law applies equally to them as it does to anyone else then that is probably a good thing
2: and i think that's a good place to wrap that up so thank you very much for watching please like subscribe and comment and we will see you on the next one goodbye, goodbye Bye. everyone. Bye.